Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Happy horror season bro. Oh, we're in the thick of it right now. I'm so excited. Just around the corner, two massive releases that we're both super excited for. I mean, just in a mere weeks now, we're going to be seeing, like like you say, two movies I can't, cannot wait for. Um, easily two of the most anticipated of the year. So, Oh, oh very much so. Cannot wait. Um, yeah, I said last week, my hype train for Halloween is just, it's, it, it's taken a lot of my thought right now. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It, it really does feel like it. And obviously that turned out amazingly positive, but it's very much that big, huge horror release that I just cannot wait to just see now. Like I just, I can't even mm. think about it. I just need to see it. Um, and we will very, very soon. Um, but first this week, we're going to be talking about a sequel, um, another sequel, um, to a movie that we kind of discussed um, a few weeks ago. We'll, we'll kind of talk about that, I guess, at the start of our discussion of this yeah. movie, in case people missed that. Um, but yeah, the sequel is Hell House LLC 2, um, which just came to Shudder in the past month. Um, but first, we usually talk about the news. I only really have one thing to talk about, and it's not even really that interesting, so this is going to be quick. <laughs> um, but it's cool, because it's to do with the Creep Show revival, um, which we're both very much excited for. And um, so Greg Nicotero, who is kind of overseeing this, um, he was at a panel, I believe it was a, I think it was a Comic-Con panel, uh, one of the Comic-Cons, because who knows how many there is at this point. Yeah. And um, no one he, knows. No basically was he revealed that it's i think it's going to be six stories um and he's confirmed that two of the writers are stephen king nice. and joe hill wow. um, which is massively exciting i don't know what this is i would assume that these are like you know brand new short stories that they're contributing um, uh, i mean i want fresh stuff but i also want some of the old um joe hill i'm talking about here really mm. some of his stuff i'd love to just see on on screen i was gonna say he has he already has two collections of short stories yeah so he has plenty of awesome stuff to pull from um and yeah it's great you know obviously a huge uh, lineage here obviously stephen king with the original creep show but also joe hill who starred he acted as a child <laughs> in the original creep show um so it's awesome to see that come, come full circle and of course we're both huge fans of both these but we've kind of spoke about it recently how just blown away we are by joe hill's work um and so yeah i thought this was really really exciting it gets me even more excited for this creep show oh me too um, revival like this is obviously with this and in the twilight zone next year um this is the, it's, the, it's the season of revivals and i'm all for it um hell yeah and of course that is a shudder exclusive as well um so that, so shudder are really bringing a lot of original content mm. which i think That's is great because nice. I, I went on obviously to to go see this week's movie uh is, is exclusively available on there and i hadn't like logged on to the to the main page in a while like they've added a lot of stuff recently um a lot yeah of, they've like, really been doing what we've we've said they needed to do really mm. get the exclusives like this get the back catalog there and become more of a niche netflix for the genre really because netflix has been doing so well with the horror that it almost yeah. felt like we didn't necessarily need a shutter mm. um, but now it's getting things like this and you know it kind of um you know notably for us it was the 31 documentary that first kind yeah. of you know twisted our arm to, to to get on shutter and you know it keeps a reason to keep coming back these sorts of things yeah and that's still the only on-demand service that has 31 as well um mm. 
But yeah, uh, one thing as well I want to mention, because I, I thought I'd have a look on there, because we mentioned a few weeks ago how frustrating it was, the kind of Hellhouse 1 was on Amazon, and then Hellhouse 2 was exclusive to Shudder, um, which was yes, a little so bit weird. of a problem, we said at the time, but I did look, and they have the first movie on Shudder now. Ah, um, nice. I, I don't know if it's still on Amazon or whatever, because obviously we we originally watched that on Amazon. Um, but yeah, they, they, at least they are both on there now, which is great. Um, but yeah, should we, should we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Hell House LLC 2. Catchy. So yeah, obviously this movie, a sequel to the original Hell House LLC, what was it, a couple of years ago, the the first one? Yeah, I think it was 2015, so it was right. kind of, because it was one of those that was right around the time that we kind of, you know, were, were very grassroots in the show. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was one that like we hadn't really heard of, and it was it was one of our listeners, Cat, recommended it to us, um, and we both checked it out and, and really liked it, didn't we? I remember... Mm watching it being really freaked out and, and, yeah. and that's something that is really rare for me these days um especially in these smaller indie on-demand releases like proper creepy times and really awesome set pieces um yeah it, it was given like it was cool given me you know that kind of that paranormal activity feeling when you kind of watch that for the first time where you're just kind of really scared at everything and you as you're watching the film you are just staring at the background constantly yeah um you know and, and a lot of that does transition into this movie as well when we get oh, into yeah. that discussion definitely this is very much a sequel to that movie in every single way um correct but yeah no we both really enjoyed that and that was the main reason why we wanted to check this out because it was i remember we had the conversation where we looked up and it was like oh apparently it's there's a sequel <laughs> and then we were like oh it's not actually out yet and then i remember the week later all the news broke where it was you know shutter had acquired it and all that great stuff um and yeah we've been like, to okay guys we'll just squeeze it into our october schedule exactly it's not really that busy <laughs> this time of month nah, even though we're putting out, like, up right now yeah we're putting out like two shows a week but um so yeah, we're here to talk about this movie. Obviously, it's a very much a direct sequel, so it, it carries on the, um, I guess, story of the first movie um, mm-hmm. and extrapolates from that. So it's it's very much kind of it'd be a difficult one, I think, to watch, wouldn't it, if you haven't seen the first movie? Even though I think yeah, it, you... it does a good job of filling in the gaps. It it does, but you you kind of need the the magic of the first one to kind of bring you into this one. I think, mm. um, yeah, because basically. Uh, it's not really spoilers for the original one. It's just kind of like the plot of the original one is also the synopsis of this pretty yeah. much. Um, because we're basically, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of eight years removed now from the opening night of Hell House, which is uh, basically the, the Abaddon Hotel is this kind of historical hotel that was uh, closed because people were scared of it you know basically a lot of things have happened there people think it's haunted um in the original movie the these guys made it into a horror attraction called hell house and uh it all goes wrong for them on opening night um this movie then focuses on uh kind of a collection of footage of things that have gone on post um hell house you know the, the opening night um kind of people who have uh gone to the the hotel um 
you know, we, we get we get three or four different segments of people and then we kind of have our main group that we're introduced to a little way into the movie and then it's kind of their journey into Hell House and kind of the hell they discover is kind of the crux of the movie, really. Yeah, it's um, worth mentioning that the, the first movie and this movie are in the found footage style. Um, mm. And the first movie is... Super high is, quality fan footage. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah and some of it's like where do they find this footage but um i don't really care about that sort of thing but the um no i mean either the uh the first movie is very much from the people who have taken over the hotel and are turning it into attraction they basically decide to film it don't they a filming and making of documentary Mm. uh you know they are very much kind of you know with that in mind and kind of you know with with this movie we're introduced to a whole group of people you know early on we get introduced to a youtuber that's kind of a local guy that's doing it as a dare to go into the hotel um you know we get um a kind of uh what what would you call him like a psychic guy or a kind of uh yeah one of these kind of like obviously fake um, yeah kind of personalities yeah like a spirit guide like if you've seen the start of ghost stories what that guy's doing you know where he's ripping people off for money basically that yeah you've got him going in there with his camera crew you know you have this kind of uh this almost like weekly tv show whether whether it's a youtube show or whatever it's not overly clear but it's kind of studio that's interviewing it seemed like it but yeah, who knows morning mysteries, i think it's called yeah that's it yeah kind of um you know they're kind of interviewing people and talking about the doc and it's all kind of spliced together to just give you kind of like it's almost just like an update on the hotel and the, the shit that's been going down yeah there. pretty much <laughs> yeah um so i mean i guess i guess that's really the plot of it i mean um what what do you think of this one and i guess kind of you know as we're now talking about this franchise a little bit more in depth kind of you know this one almost versus the first one as well or, or in conjunction with yeah definitely um it's i really enjoyed this movie like it, it was it was definitely the brush of uh the brush the breath of fresh air that i was looking for kind of post um let's just shorten it to the brush from <laughs> now enough. on it's just the it, brush, was, it was the brush that i was looking for because um you know a movie like <laughs> mandy is um is so just full on you know like i, I don't want to start that yeah. discussion again but like it's a full-on movie regardless of what you think of it and i needed like a a fun horror movie you, you don't have to think about this movie when no. you're watching it you just let it unpack itself I, you know you're you're not looking for anything extra you're staring at the background yeah. but you're not you know really trying to focus on what's going on you're just going along for a little little you know 90 minute right i think shudder have done extremely well picking this up and, and picking up this franchise mm. overall because i think that this is exactly what i want from that service if you're going on yeah. shudder you're bored one night and you want to pick a random horror movie and you don't want to feel too involved um but you just want a fun time which can also spook you out and we'll get to that with this one because i definitely think it still stands compared to the first movie um it's it's a fun time i had a really good time watching it like it's short enough it doesn't overstay its welcome um i think it does have have a few issues so kind of it's very similar to the first movie race i'm kind of glad that we didn't do like a whole show on that and then a whole show on this because i kind of have the exact same opinion on both movies really where it's like it's it's a really good fun time i think it gets a little bit messy towards the end and it maybe tries to be a bit too clever with itself and tries to do a bit too much when actually when it's when it's grounded and it just it tells the story and it lets these cool creepy moments just take place on the screen i'm loving it i was having a great time mm. um i think the 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 core group of characters that we end up in uh, end up with in this movie i really enjoyed um i was worried early on because 
the start of this movie it kind of it it throws you around like you say you've seen a lot of different perspectives people that have kind of broken into the hotel and this and that and some of that this this movie obviously is a smaller production and it has a a lot of actors involved like i mean for a small movie this has a huge cast doesn't it in terms of just anyone who has speaking roles yeah, like a speaking cast, because you, you look at the kind of original movie, and that's got a very small cast in terms of speaking parts, really. Mm. You know, it's only really kind of, you know, uh, single digits number of people, really. But there are a lot of people that get airtime in this movie, like you said. Definitely, and I think with that, that combined with when it's like a small indie production can always be difficult, because it reminds me of like Poughkeepsie mm. tapes, where you have a bunch of actors that are already on the screen for maybe, you know, they have like five to ten lines each, and then they're gone. And it's, it is hard to get someone that can nail that and be really good in that role and so this is definitely it has a similar problem that the movie i just said it does which is it's not consistent there are some really awful performances where you get where you kind of cringe and go like oh you're taking me out of this a little bit because it just sounds like you're reading a script and and though it was uh, those are only small moments though like that wasn't a vast majority of this movie like you say the the main cast who stick around there's kind of like a group of four i guess it's like three people that are kind of um they're kind of like investigative journalists aren't they that break stories essentially um we have the main three kind of the cameraman and the two on-screen personalities and then the one guy who's like kind of left over from the last movie um yeah i wanted to touch hmm. on that at some point because like what i don't know if he was in the original i can't movie. remember i don't recognize i don't recognize him at all like i was trying to think because because obviously um you know they they touch on the original movie quite a bit more, more so than i kind of thought um as we unpack yeah. this but like especially um, towards the end as well i was i was very unclear on what his involvement was in the original movie and kind of what his actual tie was to the hotel because mm. it seems like he'd been there before but i wasn't overly clear and i wasn't sure whether you were no it was like i i assumed just because of the story they were telling me that he was just one of the you know the people that set up hell house that night it all went to hell and mm. then he was just the only one that happened to survive but i couldn't specifically yeah. i mean remember. he wasn't one of the main no guys. i could i could yeah, specifically but, remember but his whether... face you know i do remember a couple of the characters from that movie mm. um there was one on screen quite a bit that i enjoyed and and this wasn't him so yeah i i agree with you it was a little bit like huh okay i, I maybe you've recast it maybe you've retcon it and he was part of the crew but i i didn't really wasn't too worried about it i think it, i'm just having a quick look i think it's a retcon i'm not he's not credited for the first right movie. that is interesting because yeah like once Sorry. this movie as we get into it, it mm. definitely adds a lot you know that it adds way more to the backstory yeah. of the original movie way more you know even pre that um but yeah just overall like mm. i i had a fun time with this movie I, I like uh like i say it's a it's a fun one just to throw on i think it's a worthy sequel to the original it doesn't like bring it to new heights it doesn't reinvent the wheel but it's like if you want more hell house they made it and it's good so you know that's how i feel about it yeah i think i think for me i'm i'm probably a little bit less than that in terms of i enjoyed the original one quite a bit mm. um i think this one is is a step below right. um notably the last half an hour um it kind of goes a little bit too far into it and kind of i mean i'm not going to give away any spoilers or anything but it 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 got a little bit where it lost my interest a bit um which is a shame because because the the first chunk of this movie i was super into i think what this franchise has done in both movies really well is um it gives you enough of like something that's really terrifying without it being too over the top it's kind of in between like a paranormal activity and an insidious Mm. where it kind of 
it doesn't give you nothing and just pure circumstance and just you know supernatural stuff it does give you tangible scary things but it's not too much in your Mm -hmm. face and kind of that kind of realism with this kind of you know imagery that they throw at you i found super scary you know there there were multiple moments that i felt really uncomfortable during this movie which is which is a rare treat yeah. and something that, that definitely that's why like i don't want to sound like i dislike this movie because i liked it quite a bit i just think that towards the end it got a little bit too heavy into that sort of thing and became less scary and more of just trying to give me like a cool in there, like you know, this kind of massive linkage and backlog and history, and I didn't really want that. I just wanted some cheap scares for ninety minutes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need the final part. The part really. Yeah, like I agree, definitely. Um, I think the reason why I was kind of like, oh, they're they're pretty much as good as each other is because the first movie had a different problem for me, where it was like it just went too manic and too crazy, and I didn't really like what was going mm-hmm. on on the screen. Um, whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree that I liked this one was like more toned down. Like I on paper, I'm like oh hell yeah they kept that slow pace for right they didn't just go like oh and everything's mental at the end um but yeah they mm-hmm. definitely did go a little bit too into like here is yeah. some like crazy imagery we're taking this they basically took a turn where it's like there's no going back now like there's always i like how they yeah. always cross that line like there's still even after you've seen the first movie which is great that's what's awesome about the first movie is it's like wait were these kids just going insane was it pranks was it this was it that like there is there's huge amount of question marks surrounding what actually happened that night at the end of the first movie and there aren't really any question marks at the end of this movie it's like it's pretty cut and dry what happened in both films now um yeah you definitely lose that like mystery and intrigue Um, yeah and i think that was kind of part of the charm of the first movie was that you were getting like the post um interviews and kind of reactions to what happened mm. and then kept jumping back to opening night and pre-opening night whereas this this movie is kind of fairly linear it kind of splices backwards but not so much forwards we we get and kind of to explain that more kind of jessica one of our main characters we do get a little bit of her Mm. kind of but that's that's it and i kind of really i enjoyed that with the first one that kind of you know switch in time and kind of kind of seeing where these characters are ultimately going to be and then seeing that horror unfold it's something that i don't normally like but i enjoyed that in the first one and i felt that was kind of missing the charm a little bit on this one um and definitely in this movie the the acting kind of spans from from good to to terrible Mm. uh which which is an issue um you know it is something that you you like you say you have to kind of accept with this sort of uh you know, low budget movie with this this level of cast, but it does kind of bode the question: Was this level of cast exactly needed? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, could they have condensed it a bit? Because because some of the acting does take you out of it a bit. I found actually one of the main four. I thought uh, the Molly character, the kind of brunette. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I, I didn't think she would like to begin with the opening scene with her and Jessica. I thought that was really cringeworthy and then jessica got better um but but molly really didn't for me um her character's not massive in it she is the the quieter one of the four um so yeah i thought i thought mitchell the the kind of he he was he was pretty good and i like the interviewer from the um the the television show i thought she did a good job felt felt genuine as well yeah those scenes i really enjoyed like i, I like mm. the fact that it kept splicing in this tv interview and kind of yeah. you had these three completely different takes on what happened at hell house like that was really cool um and that definitely added a layer where with the first movie you are just with the same people throughout the entire movie and you know and it's cool it yeah. works but like it's i like that they didn't just do that again it wasn't it could have so easily just been 
um, you know, the group of investigative journalists receive this tape in the mail and then they go, you know, and, and film them exploring this hotel. That could have easily... Yeah, just it, didn't, it didn't just do the easy option. Yeah, so it yeah. didn't, like, completely retread the first movie. It, like, it did actually try some different things, which I really like. I liked that the... In terms of the scares... Um, obviously something that we don't massively talk about on the show because it's not usually relevant but like i think it's massively important for both these movies because Mm. there's some of my favorite scares in a movie in a very long time um especially if you're talking about like haunting type movies like i would definitely put this up there in terms of like for what we've covered for the show this just below the conjuring 2 um like because i i think that it has some really cool moments um a couple of them that really really like again it's it's hard because i don't want to like go into it because i really don't want to spoil them but like the use of the camera the use of space but also the use of like lingering on certain shots for too long where it just Mm. makes you feel ill and you just watch it go like oh what's gonna happen and then like eventually like a few seconds after you think it's gonna end it finally does um, yeah i mean there's there's a couple of you know like you say not to go on it massively but they're um Obviously, in the original um, Hell House, there's a lot of mannequins that are brought mm. in uh, because they are making a haunted house with all these creepy characters and stuff. And the use of kind of these mannequins in both films is terrifying mm. and and pretty much used exclusively really well. Um, th- there's one scene in particular where they're um, almost about to exit the the hotel Mm. and um involving a mannequin i mean you'll know it if you've seen it i'm sure you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about and like that i thought that scene was fantastic like that kind of will they won't they and the combination and how that ended i was just like jesus christ this is yeah it's it's freaky and definitely yeah it's one of the more you know unsettling movies i found i think for me i found pretty much exclusively the full running time of the first movie terrifying whereas definitely i think when we finally got to the 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 final 10 or 15 minutes of this where we kind of start to unpack things and it has a bit you know it doesn't like you say it's a bit of a slower paced ending and at that point there was nothing really that scared me in that moment um the ultimate kind of you know uh, backwards and forwards i didn't find that that intimidating or scary which which for a movie that scared me so much for the for the beginning it w- was a bit a bit disappointing yeah definitely like if if you want you know this movie to elevate itself to the next level it would absolutely have to nail that ending you know it has to mm. slowly get creepy and creepy like a paranormal activity where i think that movie it, it, oh the it, scariest it, part of it is the end exactly you know? and, and, and the, the unscariest part is the start it's like it it, it, it perfectly just goes up and up and up and up and up it never has any drop off and yeah like i completely agree this movie does have that drop off at the end um mm. even though i thought the ending worked it was it was enjoyable but yeah it, it definitely stopped being scary yeah and that's something that i usually wouldn't hold against the movie but because of such yeah. goodwill that they've already built up over the course of like a movie and a half it's definitely something that i would have to dock against this movie it's an interesting thing because obviously we've mentioned paranormal activity quite a bit mm. um but like that movie kind of came from nowhere was so low key and then suddenly got such a mainstream attraction because it did just go from one to ten mm. perfectly and i feel like these movies come so close to getting to that bar again mm. you know the first one for me more so but both of them where they they almost get two thirds there and they don't quite push it enough so they're not getting the, the sort of spotlight that paranormal got um but they're like, like you said it's one of one of the best kind of versions of this that we've seen for the show um you know and people that listen to the show know that this is not something that that is necessarily our wheelhouse anymore we are fatigued with this sort of thing mm. and yet to have something that we think so highly of is is cool and and you know just shows that if it's out there and it's good it doesn't doesn't matter 
Yeah, definitely. Like the fact that this is something that I really enjoyed both these movies and I'd a hundred percent see another one. Um, and that's not really what I could say for a lot of these like haunting franchises. Um, especially a lot that we've seen this year really, which I just mm. didn't like at all. Um, and I definitely <laughs> love them. Um, one thing as well is like, I, obviously with it being so linked to the first movie and they had that awesome location for the first movie, you worry mm. going into a sequel, like can they still capture that environment? Is the location still there? Like I assume that this is, you know, an actual hotel that they're filming in um, because it looks, it, I think it is like an actual hotel that's rumored to be haunted or something. I hope I so because I, I love mm. the aesthetic of this place. Like I really get a sense of where everything is. Um, it also feels like a maze, which I think is awesome. And it mm. actually, has a plot reason as well why it feels that way and i definitely felt that way watching it whereas i like whereas where i'm like oh i know where the rooms are and i know where characters are going but then it's like you just get like me- uh, messed up in the middle um i think just just to go back to it the uh one of the trivias on imdb the filming location is a real halloween haunted house open to customers awesome. in the fall yeah, I mean that's uh, so yeah. cool. I would love to yeah. go to that because I think this place is awesome. The obviously the the kind of iconic shot that they use multiple times throughout both movies is that like really creepy staircase going in, down into that basement. Oh my god! Um, it's just it's just terrifying. Like the use of of uh, darkness around that corner where you just you don't know what you're going to see, and that's obviously where the the mannequins are in the first movie. Um, I love all that stuff. Like I, it, it's yeah. one of my favorite sets I've seen in a horror movie for a long time. Yeah, and the mannequins work so well in this because quite often you'll be in a scene with a character and you know it's not very well lit um you know it's just their camera light or whatever and you see a shadow that you think is someone and the character doesn't react to it and you you you're scared but they don't jump because they know it's a mannequin and then Mm. you know there are other scenes where there are sinister objects that we do get a rise from and it's it's fun playing that game with the characters in the film as well where you're kind of you know they're they're more aware of what they're seeing than what you are but you're just Mm. reacting to everything um yeah so yeah and apparently this is a middle movie of a conceived trilogy so more hellhouse maybe on the way um i thought it was really interesting as well when the credits rolled and kind of um you know this was written and directed by stephen cognetti Mm. and um the next half a dozen names on the credits were all cognetti's kind of executive producers all, right. all, all different credits on the film and then as the, the the final kind of credits roll it's um uh copyrighted by cognetti films right um so this is obviously a very small run kind of you know family project by the sound of things um, um you know, looking at Steven's kind of IMDb, it, it's pretty much just the two Hellhouse movies written and directed and then some shorts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's, that's really interesting as well, that they've kind of got this idea and they've locked down. You know, they haven't just tried to, to sell their franchise and their movie, uh, you know, to make a quick buck. It's obviously something that they're quite um, passionate about and want to keep mm. it within their wheelhouse and under their control. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, it's great to see. Like, I love when these people come up with this cool idea, um, and they get a chance to do it again. Like, I think that's really awesome. And it, it clearly, even you know, we don't really go into the plot of this one too much, but it's clear kind of where they would go, um, yeah. with potential. Um, I guess, it pre- I guess a prequel would probably be a good idea at this point. Um, and I could definitely see that as well. And it definitely, like, I would watch that movie a hundred percent. Um, and I think that obviously with Shudder picking this up as well, and them obviously getting the first movie, that's a great sign yeah. um getting it all on a horror service is awesome it's going to get out to so many people and hopefully shudder will get behind you know hopefully maybe fun to the third movie yeah. um a bit like creep isn't it 
yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like they have you know they have such a great relationship with netflix with that franchise um mm. where it's like they obviously do other stuff uh for netflix as well yeah. like other non-horror stuff but then it's like let's let's just let us do this little um passion project horror thing on the side every couple of years it's just like the yeah. weirdest thing in the world um that it will find its audience um but uh yeah no i i really enjoyed this movie would yeah. you would you recommend people watch this and kind of i guess uh, i guess the question would have to be you know would you recommend it on its own or would you recommend to go see both of them um oh i think if, yeah i would definitely recommend to, to see both i think um you said you, you you can probably get away with watching this on its own because it is hmm. just fun and scary you know it is something you could just turn on for a shutter yeah. watch and enjoy it um but i think um definitely to get the full experience and i think it's worth it uh watch both you know they're both really fun really scary um, yeah definitely um i agree for this time of year oh yeah 100 percent. like d- double bill for halloween that's sorted like yeah go watch these two because yeah i think it's perfect like you say it's set during halloween you know yeah. it is a halloween haunted house experience um yeah i mean I, I don't really have anything else to say on this movie i think it's a really fun film and i really yeah. enjoyed watching it i'm, I'm, I'm glad that it finally came out and uh yeah hopefully within a couple of years because obviously what did it take three years for the last yeah. one um so hopefully I mean, for us it took three weeks like i know it's really not that's why it's frustrating to wait three years god damn i know that is the problem whereas like you know we hadn't heard of it until recently and then we get the joy of seeing a sequel because yeah i i really i think it definitely helped as well where i was like oh i i was already in the mood for this movie yeah. having just seen the original um yeah, definitely but yeah, no, all, all, all positive from us on this movie. So yeah, Hell House LL2, uh, LLC2. I always get this part wrong every single time. Give, let, let, just take a breath. Here's, here's my one negative. Full title. Rubbish title, okay? Your title sucks. It's too wordy. Um, I haven't even given it its full title, which is the Abaddon Hotel, but that's just way too wordy. Um, yeah, so it should have just been called Hell House. Why have you got the LLC in there? It's just it's too confusing. I don't even know what that is, man. Like, what's the point? Like, it's it like, just oh, yeah, I, I don't it know. Just, yeah, it makes it very difficult. I mean, I guess they were like, well, Hell House is too generic as well. So <laughs> I know, especially yeah, I think that's what it was. But then once you add the number and the little you know sub name after it, it's, it's too yeah. much, guys. But it's a great movie, terrible title. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that was our discussion on Hell House LLC 2. Got it right that time. Um, We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, just to sort of uh, round us off this week, we haven't really got much TV to talk about. It's still ongoing. So we, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on those in the coming weeks, um, especially because I'm very excited, of course, for The Haunting of Hill House um, to come out on the 12th of October on Netflix. Um, you know, Mike Flanagan's involved. He's he's had a 100% hit rate for us on the show so far. <laughs> Two movies in our top 10 twice. Um, Smashed it. So yeah, can he kind of be the first guy with, to win the two? Break. Yeah, he's going to be in the TV category as well. <laughs> yeah, will he break that? He's he's only got three to. He's got to be in the top three for that one. So exactly, it's tough, that is man. difficult. It's tough. Mm. And especially, especially because we are both enjoying American Horror Story and The Purge right now. Yeah. Um, and The well. Walking Dead is back this week, so you know. Mm. So he's got, at least he hasn't got to contend with that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we want to briefly mention. I guess we'll 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 go into it more when we've actually done it because it'll be a fun thing to talk about. But it was it kind of makes sense with what the movie we were just discussing um, because we are going on one of these kind of like Halloween horror experiences. Um, it's Halloween, aren't we? Um, which is pretty cool. Like we've done a couple before um, that aren't 
too massive, I guess, um, much smaller ones. Um, but this one sounds really cool because it's set on a train. Um, mm. So I'm I'm th- I'm thinking train to Busan. That's that's my expectation. Yeah, um, <laughs> Christ, just one of the greatest horror uh, zombie horror movies ever made. But no, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Like I'm I'm excited. Obviously, we'll we'll go into mm. it, I guess when uh, when we've done it. Yeah, but, I'm um, much more terrified about this experience after watching these two movies now. Yeah, I'm just thinking like what's going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's like when you're on a train as well. It's such a confined space. <laughs> Like, cause especially the the ones that we went to before are kind of these big open parks that you walk. Yeah, around. you could run. Exactly, they're huge open spaces. Whereas this is, you like, you are trapped on this train, and they are going to try and scare you. And I, I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be cool. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll. I guess we'll talk about that post Halloween. Um. But uh, yeah, but just to kind of briefly mention again, you would have already listened to the last episode, hopefully, um, where we talked to uh, two of the guys involved in the uh, 80s horror documentary, uh, In Search of Darkness. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview, kind of a, a new thing for us. You know, we haven't really done anything like that before on the show. Um, it's something that we've been approached uh, by people before previously, but it's just never really, we want it, it, we want it to feel like it's something that we actually care about. We don't mm. want to ever feign enthusiasm for the show. Um, and it's awesome that people have contacted us and it's always great, but we never want to just be like, Oh yeah, we'll just do it for the sake of doing it. Um, whereas this was something that um, we, I was interested in prior to them even contacting us. And yeah, I was more than happy to talk with these guys. Um, they seem like they've, they, they're on the right track. It's, it seems like I'm always, a bit nervous with kickstarters especially if you go in publicly saying like hey maybe you should back this thing like i'm still not saying definitely go out and do this like if it's something that you're interested in then 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 by all means um Mm. there's always a fear with it with something like a crowdfunding platform um but yeah everything they're saying is awesome i i personally cannot wait to see this movie um and yeah i hope hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation let us know if you did and and let us know if it's something that you'd want us to do more of in the future Um, yeah because we've definitely got a couple of things in the pipeline and it's just to see exactly kind of of, you know is that the sort of thing you're after definitely yeah 100 percent. because like we never we're never gonna dramatically change the format of the show it is always gonna be us talking about new horror that's always gonna be the MR sorry guys the it's just our dulcet tones exactly well we could <laughs> like i would be more than happy to bring people in but it would be yeah. fun i think to talk about new horror with with a with a different viewpoint um yeah so I think that would be fun to arrange in the future also. Um, but yeah, I think that was a really fun one, man. Just a nostalgia trip. I think it's definitely, cool. definitely. I really enjoy what these guys are doing with their take mm. on it as well, because, you know, it's one of the reasons why we don't focus on the older stuff because the conversation has been done to death. Yeah. Um, but actually the, the, the avenue they're going down looks super interesting and kind of gives a bit more of a fresh take kind of like, you know, getting influencers involved, getting kind of modern day creators talking about things and that sort of thing. So I'm really interested to see how this one pans out. And yeah. even if, you know, you've got to check out the cover art for it. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. And the trailer as well. Oh, the trailer is so hype. Because if it yeah, doesn't make you go rewatch half a dozen movies, yeah. then you're doing something wrong. Exactly. It's like, I, I think I might just go watch the trailer now and just pick one at random and watch it. Cause I know you'll be guaranteed to have a good time regardless of which. Oh, I instantly went and purchased reanimator on Blu-ray. <laughs> like nice. th- honestly, honestly, the trailer finished, finished and I went straight on Amazon. I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> I really have been one. one I can't, again, I, again, I'm, it might not even be eighties, but I've been thinking about the fly recently a lot. Um, yeah. especially the fly too. Like I don't know. Yeah, why. we spoke about that recently, didn't we? Yeah, like, maybe that was what spurred it. it was before- yeah, we definitely spoke about it like off air mm. at some point. 
Like, I just remember that was one that I remember us watching as a kid and being like, this is insane. And I, I haven't seen it in at least 15 years. Um, yeah. And yeah, huge like Jeff Goldblum fan. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I definitely want to. I looked it up and there's some like crappy looking Blu rays and they just, oh, they don't look mm, that nice. Yeah, I don't think there's anything special. Is, uh, uh, we, I think that's what we said. We'd love an hour to kind of yeah. do something like it. Um, speaking of fun Blu rays, though, we've both got our version of oh, God. the Troll Definitive Collection to look yeah. forward to this is like it, it became a bit of a, a running joke at fright fest because of the trailers that they were constantly showing and obviously yeah. it's it's a funny trailer because it talks about obviously troll which is like I, a good I, play, movie. I played a game of uh was it uh she loves me she loves me not basically with the trailer where depending on how many times i saw it was whether i was going to buy it or not yeah turn it views <laughs> yeah um i mean i let's be honest but like all jokes aside this is a really nice blu-ray i'm really impressed with it it's uh it's not an arrow one i think it's eureka um yep. i don't know if i've got any more of those but it's really i i really i don't know about you but i really like the presentation on this one um it yeah has i was multiple cover arts and the right. booklet and everything um it's it's certainly one of the best ones uh outside of like you say outside of arrow mm. uh that i've seen um which is pretty cool because, uh, you know, Arrow have been doing some lovely stuff, but it's good to see there's some other guys out there that are doing it and given UK distribution. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's all, it's a really nice thing as well, just to have all of these free movies together for the first time ever. Mm. Um, and I'm definitely in the mood to watch that documentary again. Uh, best worst movie I've not seen in years. I've never um, seen it, man. Oh, it's because I've never seen Troll 2, I don't think. And so I've seen the documentary about it and I'm I'm pumped to to watch Troll 2 for the first time and then watch that documentary again. It's a joy. It's it's such a good documentary. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, because because I mean, like, uh, you know, a little bit of Super Horror Bros history for people like mm. Troll is a movie that we had a love for as yeah. kids, like, like young kids. We had some we either had a video of it or oh, a video, or, yeah. uh, an, an actual video of it. And it was a movie that we used to throw on all the time. And it mm. genuinely scared us when we yeah. were super young yeah. and kind of, um, I've always had like a love for it. And it's always been a movie that we kind of, it was almost a forgotten horror for us where we, we just kind of, it was always something we'd kind of reference, but we'd be like, Oh, that troll movie. But what was it actually called? And it was like, Oh yeah, it's yeah. just called troll. Um, but you know and then and then to actually for me because i i hadn't discovered the documentary and you did to kind of recently discover that there's like this crazy kind of <laughs> like backstory for this this movie that i thought we just kind of had watched and it's super cool that that exists and i yeah, i can't wait to watch the doc and, and both of these movies yeah definitely it's gonna um, be a fun bad time yeah i can't wait i'm pumped to watch it um but yeah that, that's, that's a lot of awesome stuff planned for halloween i guess we can kind of i almost want to start doing a preview for the big one the halloween one but i guess we can save that for next week um because i mean we're we're talked about it a lot yeah that's the thing i just kind of wanted to do a last kind of you know check on either a hype levels and b do we genuinely think this is going to be any good (laughs) next next Um, week next week to prepare yourself we will pre-rank it in the franchise okay okay, i can do that that's what we're gonna do we're Um, gonna pre we're gonna pre-rank it where we're where we think it's gonna lie where was rob zombies halloween 2 again (laughs) i mean that that was that was 10 okay out of how many 10 okie doke um but uh yeah no but next week it's my halloween because i i cannot wait for apostle i'm so excited like say netflix is is truly being nice to us with that and a new you know um mike flanagan uh 
TV series on the same day. And then, of course, Sabrina as well at the end of the month. So Netflix, absolutely killing it. Cannot Netflix, wait. We'll man. talk about all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, this week uh, we talked about Hell House LLC 2. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. I never could, how could I start that?